680 in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Squid Game, Halloween costume for Cat. We need an update. We'll also reset the bet that might have me running around our building in just my underwear. Little skivvies in just a second. Squid Game, by the way, is going to generate right now $900 million for Netflix. It costs $21 million to make. The screenplay was originally written as a movie back in 2008, 2009. And then the guy who wrote it has been shopping this bad boy around for like a decade, a decade, y'all, before Netflix finally jumped on it and was like, maybe we could turn this into a series instead of a movie. Mm-hmm. Boom shakalaka. That's what happened. And it's been watched so far by 132 million people and growing. It is eclipsed. Netflix previously most watched series, which was Bridgerton, with 82 million people watching that series, which is uh, set to come back, I think, this coming winter. We can get some more Bridgerton stuff going on season two. So let me bring some listeners up to speed. Look, here's the thing with Halloween costumes in general. You buy them from these sites, whether it's Amazon or eBay or Etsy, and people are like, all right, and especially with the timing of Squid Game, you order one of these costumes, whether it was the soldier suits or the contestant jumpsuit, you knew, like, it got released at the beginning of the month. It became a phenomenon globally at the beginning of the month. Right. People didn't have time to ramp up manufacturing for this to be a Halloween costume. We did that story, and we're like, just be careful when you buy that. Cat paid no attention to what I was saying. <laughs> I went, did. Went and <laughs> ordered the costume anyway online, and then was shocked to find out her delivery window was going to be, like, after Halloween. So I told you, I said, you know what? Just cancel the order, man. Just cancel your order. Get your money back. Go do something else. And Kat's like, no, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to let it ride. Yes, because it was October 4th when I purchased the costume. October 4th. Like, that gives them plenty of time to ship me this costume. And I just checked my phone again this morning. No. No, it is still still somewhere on a rowboat somewhere trying to make its way to California. And then it's got to truck its way all the way over here to me in Indiana. I don't know if I'm going to get this thing on time. But I do have a little cat fashion. Yeah, to, a little, to little update, a little, a little cat fashion. Go little ahead. cat fashion. So as I saw that this is going to be like November 3rd, Andy, I went on eBay. And I'm like, surely I can find an American company that's got this jumpsuit. And I can just order it and then pretend like, ha. Look, it came in time, Andy. So you're trying to cheat. You were trying to cheat on our bet. I was just trying to bend the rules <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just just a little bit. Like, bend the rules. I mean, rules are made to be broken and changed. I think records are meant to be broken, by the way, is the expression. Okay? Oh. Records are meant to be broken. Rules are meant to be followed. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I thought rules were meant to be broken. Anyway, we're detouring from the conversation. I went on eBay. Oh, Andy. I went on eBay as I'm finishing out my story to try to find this American company. Well, I found an American company that would ship me this this costume. So yeah. I bought it, paid, paid twice as much for Andy. Yes. And then finally this morning I got a notification. They canceled my order. They refunded me my money. And the, in the comments it said, I'm sorry, I'm unable to meet your deadline. Here's your money back. You're not going to get it. So I can't get the jumpsuit. You like, can't cheat I, and win. But the, <laughs> the order that you originally generated from Amazon is still writing. Right. That one is still on. You're just admitting that at one point you tried to cheat the system to win the bet. Rules, rules, rules. Rules where they meant to be broken? meant to be broken. broken. Yeah, that's it. That's the phrase. Is it really not the phrase? It's records. Records are meant to be broken. No, I have always heard rules. Rules are meant to be broken. No, it's records. 
Records are meant to be broken. Rules, I think society really appreciates if you do your best to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Sandy in the morning. Getting set here for a new episode of Random Facts. It's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Cat with me, of course. Random Facts. These are facts. And they're random. That's right. No rhyme or reason. You ever seen somebody say uh, they're LBs, you know, for pounds? You know, how much something weighs? Yep. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we do LB or LBSs for plural? For pound. I don't know. I just always grew up knowing that that was what pound L- was. Random facts. LB is the abbreviation for pound because it comes from the zodiac symbol Libra. Libra. And if you have ever know anybody who's a Libra, which I do believe it's this month right now, uh, it's symbolized by that woman with the scales. Or that's justice. <laughs> No, it's anyway, it's the scale. It's just the scale, the zodiac symbol, the scale. Uh And so that's symbolizing weight. So that's why you have the LBs is short for Libra. Huh. All right. That's right. I feel like I confused you during that. Yeah, I am a little bit confused. I mean, I know the scales in the sky. That's it. That's it. That's why they use that. Huh. Random facts. Horses can't throw up. (laughs) Gosh. Their bodies won't let them do it. Random facts. Almost every airline requires their pilots and co-pilots to eat different meals. That's true, not urban myth. And that's in case some of them, one of the food poisoning. Yes, that is true. I didn't know that was still a thing. Now, did you ever work for a company that you couldn't fly the same time like your coworkers were flying? Yes. I did too. Yes. And that fear that if the plane goes down, the whole company goes down. Right. The leaders go down. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, wow. I love it. They're like, well, we can replace one of you, but uh, both of you is just physically impossible. So you cannot fly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this one's a known fact for a while, but some people don't know it. Uh, Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world, still lives in the home he bought in Omaha, Nebraska in 1958. He bought the home then in 1958 for $31,000. Wow. Considering the price per square foot of inflation, it's worth over a million dollars today. He's worth $100 billion. Golly. Random facts. Coca-Cola once tried to get... A new coin in America made. Hmm. When they debuted their bottles of Coke for five cents a bottle in 1953, everybody just handed over a nickel. Right. They eventually asked the Department of Treasury to start making a seven and a half cent coin so that they could raise the price of Coke. Oh, goodness. They declined and Coke eventually raised their prices. To a dime. Yeah, that would make more so sense. So it costs double, but yeah. the public... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a spot, random facts, that's so remote in the Pacific Ocean, you can look it up on Google, called Point Nemo. It's 1,670 miles away from any other piece of land, meaning it's so remote that the nearest humans to that island are usually the ones in space. Oh, that's random. Wow. And finally, anybody listening here, an Office fan, fan Mm -hmm. of the TV show The Office, Phyllis Smith, who actually plays Phyllis on the show, who was married to the refrigerator guy. (laughs) She was sort of an overweight, husky woman. Mm -hmm. She was once an NFL cheerleader. 
She cheered for the then St. Louis Cardinals back in the 1970s. She was a cheerleader, huh? Sandy in the morning. Random facts. Sandy in the morning. Hey, it's Magic 95.1. So Friday, I was telling you, it was uh, Boss's Day. And, it's you know, it's never bad to uh, slip the boss a gift because uh, they do budgets in the fourth quarter. And if you'd like that 1% to 3% cost of living bump that we all want to keep up with inflation, maybe it's okay to uh, plant the seed of sucking up today and water it all the way into a raise by January. I don't know. It just sounds like a good theory. Uh, but then a buddy of mine sent me this. He's like, do you talk about this on Bosses Day? I'm like, what? Talk about what? He's like, well, how many people slept with their bosses? Oh, my I'm goodness. like, well, no, I didn't talk. People who do that aren't going to call in and tell me that. He goes, well, here you go. So he sent me this. Have you ever been, maybe you didn't sleep with a boss. Have you ever been attracted to a boss? Hmm. Like, you know, some sort of f- fantasy sort of element. I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever been really attracted to a boss. Yeah, I've uh, had mostly female bosses. Well, that Seriously. definitely cuts down on your <laughs> so, options. I don't yes. think this really uh, applies to me too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, most of my bosses in the past have been female bosses. So. 27% of women and 28% of men admit to uh, having some sort of tryst with a boss, mm. whether it was a flirting engagement or all the way to a no pants dance. <laughs> Andy, golly. 21% have slept with a boss because of only this. They want a raise. No, a they, promotion. Fi- they find power attractive. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. So just walking on the street, you wouldn't sleep with them. Right, but right. But as you're exactly, working with them, there's that power thing like a police officer. That's right. I'm not power. attracted to you. Um, but I'm attracted to your position. Mm, in more ways than one. one. Um, 12% have had the uh, romp because they've tried to selfishly get themselves a raise. Uh-huh. 11% have wanted a promotion. Uh, 11% because they were trying to get themselves and they're running for a bonus. And then there's this. <laughs> they got the bonus, all right. Here's all the soap opera stuff. And close to 10% of people admit that they have had a rendezvous with a boss because they want to create blackmail. Oh, yikes. Right. Oh, <laughs> That is not good. Who are those people? Those are like every woman who's like pretends to be into you. Oh, All of a sudden no then you get some email chain. Golly. No way. Uh, and then close to 20% of people know someone who got a pay raise because they had a romantic excursion with a boss, while 13% of people know someone who got promoted. So the point of this sort of stats proves that it can and sometimes does work. Well, I got to say, you know, I had a friend growing up. I mean, she was young. She's probably, I don't know, maybe when we were just in high school and she had a fling with the boss at the time and would meet at certain areas inside the restaurant, including like the employee bathroom. Oh, you nothing, so nothing every time says I went romance. In there, I was like, like oh, oh, I know what these walls have seen. It's my bestie and this yes. guy in the bathroom. Yeah, we're our, uh, well, sometimes it's like um, I've heard about people who work in fast food and mm-hmm. they always do like like in the freezer. In the freezer, and I'm like, it's yep. so cold. It's so, so cold, cold in there, man. I can't do that.
You got a slow time after the lunch rush? I don't know. I want to know where these places are that these folks are, besides the obvious, like at home or at a bed. But have you ever like... While in the... Com- in, in the, in the, in the bo- office. Well, I've always told me this. Medical dramas tell me that there's always like these, like the doctor's sleep room, the on-call room. Yeah. Where everybody's trying to get some sleep and never does. Apparently, it always goes down there. The supply closet, Supply maybe? closet. And then every time I talk to lawyers, lawyers are always working late on a case. Let's get takeout. <laughs> Let's clear yep. the desk. Let's, you know, those are the things I envision. I don't know if how much of it's true, but I think if you uh, spend a lot of late hours together, I think it is ripe. What's the one? Oh, somebody told me Teachers. Teachers? Teachers? Yeah. Teachers Be- sleeping with each other? Yeah, because um, that's a profession that um, because you crave attention from adults because oh, you're around kids all day. that makes total that sense. That subliminally you are drawn to others that you normally wouldn't be because you've been around children that sort of, they can wear on you. A little bit. And you're craving adult, adult connection. Yes. yes. I. All right. I see it now. It's Andy in the morning. Sandy in the morning, it's Magic 95.1. What did you find animal-wise in your house? Did you find anything uh, stashed in there? Mm. You know, I had a rat that was... Rat, yeah. Yeah, that was like mummified in oh, between the walls. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah, poor little guy. He I was all a, mummified. I, uh, yeah, I had one time I had a mouse in a previous house. <laughs> That's like a Dr. Seuss. That's right, my did, yeah. <laughs> I had one mouse in a previous house. Anyway, a woman in uh, Northern California saw a uh, rattlesnake under her house, oh, and yikes. like and like Indiana Jones, man, I I don't, I mean, one snake, man, I don't know, I don't love, I don't like how they move, I don't like the slither, mm. but she ended up finding ninety two rattlesnakes under her house. Ninety two. 92 rattlesnakes? She saw one, freaked out, you know, because of the rattling of the tail, which is, you know, not great. So she calls a reptile rescue service that apparently they have in parts of California over there. Right. And uh, some guy gets down on his hands and knees. Look, anything that involves working in crawl spaces, I think you're a warrior. Like whether you install, you know, pipes or plumbing into homes. Yes. If you do crawl spaces and basements and ventilation, you're a bigger manlier man than me because this is where you find this stuff living that's right so this guy who seemingly sounds normal pops up under the house there and finds 92 rattlers here you go so i get on my hands and knees and i'm not even in there a minute before i find the first rattlesnake total of 92 rattlesnakes underneath her house i was tickled pink i wish that happened every day to me the drought will cause them to go to areas where you water and take care of things. Uh, they're going to be looking for lizards and rodents. Give me a 300. As long as I got enough containers to put them in and come back enough, I, I'll do it all day long. Oh, I don't like that at the end. <laughs> that guy is kooky. I just, yeah. Kooky. This is what happens. People always think there's a better life to be had in, like, Arizona. And there, maybe there is. Yeah, you know, but there's scorpions you out scorpions there. scorpions and there's snakes and there's Ugh. spiders that are hairy. You know, no interested in tarantulas, all those things. No, thank you. I'll take my whatever we got around here that's annoying. I a mouse, a squirrel. Yes, a squirrel, a chipmunk. I, I visited somebody in, a, in it was um, Georgia, and there was a scorpion in her in her kitchen, yeah, like just crawling around. I can't like, that no, stuff. Look, thank I, you. I, I, I only like what I know. I, I don't like it. So, if anybody has a story there of what you found in your house that was sort of strange outside of the maybe the uh, rodent family or mm. something of the reptile that slithers, again, the grossest story you can tell me is if something attacked you on the toilet. 
It's a big fear of mine. I hear that story two or three times a year. You're in your most vulnerable position. Snakes go to wet places. They climb up your pipes. Next thing you know, they nibble on your jibs. No, no thanks. No, no, no thanks. That, that doesn't happen here in Indiana, though. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've like- seen a gardener snake. The, I don't care how big it is. I don't want you slithering near me <laughs> with my pants down. <laughs> I and think it can you're happen. safe. I think you are safe, Andy. I always, <laughs> I always look before. You do? Yes, because you never know. I don't. Mm-mm. You take a peek during? Absol- not during. After, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Andy in the morning. Hi. Go ahead. The uh, strange. Hey, Andy and Kat. Hi. Hi. Welcome, Kat. I've, I'm a longtime listener of Andy, and I love you on the show, by the way. Well, thank you. I work at Walmart, and we find kittens that come off the Walmart truck. Oh, oh no! Seriously, they've been uh, shipped all over. Oh, oh my goodness! Seriously. So do you Aww. do you have to like take them into like the local shelters and drop them off? And we have employees that take them home. Take them home. Look well, at that's that. That's good. That's a good. Thank you for the call. See, I wouldn't have thought of that. You jumped on the the truck. Next found. thing you know, yeah. you, you go from Bentonville to Fort Wayne, and or, there's a pile of kittens in the back uh, of the truck. In the morning, it's Magic 95.1. Last night, to sort of make fall break an event in our house, we uh, <laughs> we took our uh, kids up to uh, my wife's parents who, who live in Auburn. Okay. And we dropped them off for the evening. When you go from having a house full of kids to with no kids in the house, you're like... You just sit there and you stare at each other. You are overwhelmed with the possibilities of what to do, what to stream, <laughs> what to order, what to go eat. We ended up going out to eat to one of those Japanese steakhouses. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's always fun. I love those. We love those. I do. I, I love those. I, I mean, anyway. We ended up going past Washington Center uh, here in down, here in near downtown Fort Wayne, I guess. Um, and it's sort of on the north side of the city. And my wife and I, we live southwest, so I don't always get up there. And there, there's the uh, Ramada Inn. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know the Ramada Inn? It's um, it's that it's the hotel that's right there, and uh, but it's closed. It closed. We drove by. My wife and I had our wedding reception there. Oh. It's the uh, hotel that in the back has the bubble or the dome. Yes. And it ha- yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That closed. Yes, it's closed. So the dome in the back there is where a lot of folks, for a number of years, my wife and I included, had wedding receptions. Yeah. And the, you know the ho- the hotel itself was a little dated. It felt like it was you know built in the seventies. Has a little bit of that feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they struggled with I don't know. I'm, I'm going to call it affiliation uh, for a while. While it was a Marriott, and then for several years it was independently run, called the Hotel Fort Wayne. It was a Marriott for a long time, and then recently, in the last couple of years, and then Ramada had run it. So we we go by and we sort of reminisce because we were without kids. You know, hey, our honeymoon was up there in the honeymoon suite, and uh, this is where we got married, and we see that there's no lights on. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And we realize it's been uh, it's been close. So to me, it's funny what stories get covered in the news and what don't around here. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, it's it's closed, and so um, it, you, so we start peeking in the windows to see if there's any squatters. I wondered if you went up <laughs> and looked through the windows. That was going to be my next question, yeah. Andy. Yeah. Did you guys get out of your car? Oh, well, she did. She walked in because she wanted to see if there was a sign. Hey, thanks for uh, all the weddings and the guests who stayed here, but we are closed. Uh, but I never saw a news story on it. I'm a guy who has to read the news every day. Anyway, I was one of those things that sort of made me sad. Because I don't know what you do with that. If somebody buys that quickly, maybe you can rehab it. 
Give it some love. Maybe new things to come. But, I mean, or otherwise, it's just, to me, that's such a big property. That's just going to sit there vacant for a long time until somebody bulldozes that. So, we'll see. We'll see what ultimately happens. I mean, they could turn it into something. They could turn Everybody it into... Everybody wants that indoor water park, baby. I'm telling you, that'd be a good spot Everybody for it. Everybody put that indoor water park right there. Add some rooms. It's right near the interstate. Boom. Still Perfect have a wedding location. reception hall. Yes. Yes. I'm with you on I that. I just need some Chuck Surak money, baby. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm going to have Sweetwater Hotel right there. <laughs> That's right. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. I am still shocked at the number of people... Who are in relationships, married, mm-hmm. and you do not have joint checking. Wow. Because I think that's where financial, and they call it financial infidelity, takes place. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the family is always a spender. Someone's always a saver. Relationship therapist, when you, before you get married, they usually walk you through this. Is spending a problem? No. And then you realize, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> So then you realize, I don't, I'm don't. i going to spend my money, you spend your money, and then realize nobody's saving anything, nobody's ever on the same page. I bring up the whole idea of secret, secret bank accounts. By the way, do whatever works for you in your relationship. But men have them, women have them, women have a slush fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since the invention of the split deposit, <laughs> the split deposit from your bank. You're like, I want 90% of my check to go here and I want 10% to go over here. They call it the rainy day fund, but it's usually when mama needs a day out. That's right. Same thing with men. Men do this all the time. And the reason I bring it up is we are getting into that season. We are getting into the holidays when uh, people want to go shopping or they Mm -hmm. want to book vacations for the next year. One guy called in several years ago and I always, I'll never forget this story. Guy calls in. He goes, Andy, I have a secret bank account. And I go, great, how much you got in it? 600 bucks, 6,000 bucks. He goes, no, I've got $478,000. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? In a secret bank account. What was he doing with that money? That my wife doesn't know about. I go, your wife doesn't know that you have $478,000 in a secret bank account. He goes, no, I won the lottery and never told her. (gasps) Oh. Oh, I would be so mad if my husband won the lottery and he didn't tell me. He won the oh lottery. Oh my gosh. And didn't tell his wife. Didn't tell his wife because he knew she would spend it. Oh, oh my gosh. There's so, some problems there. So There's some trust issues. He uh, took the money. I think it ended up being a lump sum payout mm-hmm. of close to 400000 that wow. he then invested Oh, and was watching to, so he could retire early. So that they could both retire early. But he was keeping that secret because he knew if he told her they won the lottery. That is a big, big <laughs> secret to be keeping from your spouse. Oh, my God. I mean, not, you know, on the way home, honey, I hit a squirrel. Uh, I didn't tell you about it, that I, I bent the f- fender on my uh, car. But this is a big, big secret. Can you imagine that? That was one of the best calls ever on secret bank accounts. So do you have one? What do you use it for? Roughly how much is in it? Maybe you have a story like the guy I told. I won wow. the lottery and no one in my family knows. A 